daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast from the South, the Deep South. <laughs> the South, the Deep South. God, uh, I have no idea. Is it a ridiculous six. Or... Yeah, you've not seen this one. It's Little Nicky. Oh, is that with the little <laughs> noise? <Yeah. laughs> Someone asks where he's from, and he says he's from the South because he's from hell. Very witty. Yeah, very good joke. <laughs> uh, so this is the uh, Sandler Pit where we decide whether a film will be banished into the Sandler Pit to rot forever with anger management, or does it go into the Sandler Castle where it'll be celebrated with such classics like Who Be Halloween and uh, Fifty First Dates. <laughs> I'm Luke, and this is also Luke. How are you today? I'm all right. Just... Have you got the anger under control? <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking in the mirror singing I feel pretty and saying goose forever quite a lot. Whoa, yeah, calm down. All right. Hey, keep your voice down. Calm down. What's this guy's problem? Calm down. <laughs> calm down. I didn't say anything. Oh, so, yeah. God. How are you? I am also good. Uh, I've just got over anger management and I'm really excited to let that anger float through me once more as we watch <laughs> Going Overboard. What is Going Overboard? I think it's a film, but... <laughs> It doesn't look like one. It doesn't. Going Overboard follows a guy called, I think his name's Shecky Moskowitz. <laughs> of course it is. Which I think is my, maybe my new favourite Adam Sandler uh, character name. So we're going to watch this film. It's about him playing a young comedian that takes a job on a cruise ship and hopes that it's his big chance to make it in the world of cruise ship comedy. Does he go overboard on the cruise? I don't know. The poster to this film. You mentioned briefly in the ending to last week's episode, but it is horrendous. It's Adam Sandler's head. It looked like it's not his body. Which poster is it you're looking at? Is it one where his head's in like a dinghy? No, I'm looking at one where he's topless with two armbands on and he's wearing horrible shorts and big, big trainers. His head is a different colour to his body and his armbands aren't on his arms. He just looks mental. His um, head's in then, better quality than the rest of the picture as well, isn't it? And there's Yeah, and there's two women in the background who look like Barbie dolls that have been bent over. Like, <laughs> they don't look real. They look like they're about to jump, but in a PS1 game. The font the looks like of... it's from a Nickelodeon TV show. The font is fucking awful. It, so Adam Sandler is going overboard. The love boat was never quite like this. You but can, there's also can... another poster. If you go on to IMDb... Oh, with yeah, going overboard that. in a slightly nicer font, but it's Adam Sandler putting like a very constipated face, and he's in a dinghy, and there's a cruise ship behind him that looks like they've left him. Have have his teeth shrunk? Because his teeth are massive in that picture, aren't they? In that poster, yeah. Big fuzzy hair. In the world of comedy, it's sink or swim. Yeah. Adam uh, Sandler, so... Billy Bob Thornton, and Billy Zane Billy are Zane. going overboard. Definitely. 100%, no matter what, Billy Zane and B- Billy Bob Thornton particularly, they're going to be in it for two seconds. They're yeah. not They're not going to be featured characters. No. So he started in SNL, I think, 89 or 90, I think. This came out in 88. So this predates his comedy career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was only 22 or 23 when he made this. What's your experience with this film? 
I mentioned in our outro of our last episode, basically, um, I had this on DVD, but it was in a really thin case. And I found it at like the bottom of like a bucket of like on sale films, you know, X rentals or whatever in blockbusters. Yeah, we bought it really cheap, never got around to watching it. And I think I stuck it on one night thinking, oh, I've, I've watched all the others way too much. I'll see something new and fresh. I remember it looking like a home movie. The image was like overexposed. There was like weird outlines. It was out of focus. It just, it looked like it had been made on like a flip video camera. Like someone had just picked up a camera out of your nearest supermarket and started making something on a boat. I remember you couldn't really understand what was being said or anything. I don't remember there being any jokes. I made it for about 20 minutes and didn't watch the rest. The same happened to Jim Carrey. Like they made a like really bad films in the 80s and then when they became a star they repackaged them to trick people into thinking this was like a classic Sandler Mm -hmm. comedy when it definitely is not going to be like that it's the same thing as whenever a big hollywood film's coming out sometimes they'll say they do like a new beauty and the beast or something Mm. suddenly in tesco there's like a cheap version called like beast in the bell or something like that and it will just be like some weird people's ants knockoff (laughs) yeah which tricks your nan into buying it for you for like a christmas present or something and have i mentioned in this podcast when i was a kid i remember i think my little brother got on dvd he got puss and boots from my uh, my mum, <laughs> and it was like a this horrendous. It was a bit like that ratatoying. I think it was by the same company. It did look quite like the DreamWorks version. That was on my DVD shelf for years. I had one that was a Spider-Man one as a kid. I remember. <laughs> what was that called? No, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was some weird fake animated Spider-Man film, but it wasn't from Marvel or anyone like that. There's also ones like Transmorphers instead of Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those before. But yeah. So this is that, but also it is still a, a named actor. And it is, I'm assuming he is the lead actor in this. Yeah, he is. He's the comedian that's trying to like make cool. it on this ship. Because I watched a film with my brother the other day. It was like one of those, those horrible old Disney films that were made, the live action ones from like the 70s. And it starred Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell's in it for fucking 10 minutes. He's in the start then the whole middle is just this shit and then he appears right at the end mm. and that was fucking dreadful if the same happens here with Sandler I'll be fuming he dies he goes overboard 10 <laughs> minutes in <laughs> oh I'm sorry Mr uh, Mr what was his name Shecky Moskowitz Shecky Moskowitz we found his body he's dead <laughs> Right, I should go on the Wikipedia because I've just seen who Billy Zane is playing. Oh, God. Fuck me. That sounds insane. He plays King Neptune. (laughs) (laughs) That's made me 10 times more excited for this. I want it to be so bad that it's good because so far we've mentioned, we've noticed it's got 1.8 out of 10 on IMDb. So it's Adam Sandler's lowest rated film. I'm guessing we should make some room in the pit for this one. I don't want to preempt it because I like, sometimes I like it when they're so bad that they're good. As always, we're going to have the Sandler scale with us, which is a bingo sheet of tropes that we pick at random. Whoever has the most wins, but we don't track who wins each week. No. What, Mm -hmm. What an example of some of the tropes we see. There's like a certain type of joke we always expect, which is like an old joke, fart joke, bald joke. Um, sometimes you get some transphobia or homophobia, yeah, um, no a bit of racism. And I think because he's playing a comedian, you can imagine the sort of off-colour bad jokes he's going to make in the 80s. I watched a trailer of this a few weeks ago when we were starting out with the podcast. Basically, it was just him 
stalking these women on the boat the ones that are probably in the posters and there was lots of just like crude shots of him leering at women in bikinis so you can imagine it's going to hit those sort of notes this film isn't streaming anywhere no i I think we were considering at one point buying the dvd each (laughs) but i think that's like quite expensive i think i looked on you know just watch that tells you where you can find like films this only had three options one of them was rakuten one was Apple TV. I can't remember what the other one was. It wasn't on YouTube. One last thing to say before we start watching it. I just saw a bit of trivia for this film. Adam Sandler is so embarrassed of this film that he's tried to hide it. His own website that has a list of his filmography doesn't include this film. Oh my God. So it's got to the point where Sandler has purged this from his own back catalogue. This is like our student films that we made. We don't have high hopes with this one, right? Very good. We'll see how much this may be influenced or what things we can see that carried on throughout his career. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's an interesting, probably as a piece of history, maybe not as a film. Yeah. Let's just go go and watch watch this. this. Put your armbands on. It's time for going (laughs) overboard. Uh... Great. Try not to drown. (laughs) See you in a bit. (laughs) See ya. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. can't think of anything funny and we're back we've got our life preservers on and we're back from going overboard i wish that i just drowned but instead i had to sit through this film luke do you want to talk a bit about the plot of this film (laughs) oh for fuck right well there is no plot this was obviously a case of maybe a couple of young comedians who are really young like in their early 20s they must have hired out a cruise and just loaded it with models and then they went let's make a film from this yeah and what they came up with is actually beyond description. If there is a plot, there's Shaki Moskowitz, who is a fucking loser, <laughs> who is a waiter on a cruise full of bikini babes, as it were, in the 80s. And that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Don't know. That is it. There's nothing happens, really, except he wants to be a stand-up comedian very badly. What did you uh, What did you think about this film? Do you know what? I can forgive it for being like badly shot and hastily made and uh, not very funny and hard to watch and really hard basically just painful I can forgive it for that actually no I can't it was really bad (laughs) it was it was a nightmare to sit and watch I will give it though I mean we've gone over quite a few of these bad ones I don't think this is as bad as the cobbler and maybe bedtime stories for the simple fact it is bad it is worse but the fact that it's just obviously like a couple of people who don't know what they're doing trying to do something like I can forgive that it has a few more caveats doesn't it where you can be a bit like oh yeah they're young they're inexperienced yeah but I was thinking that through the whole film there's all these piece to camera bits where um Shecky breaks the fourth wall like he's a sort of bargain bin Deadpool and he says something like right at the start saying that this isn't low budget this is no budget no budget and so I was like oh fair enough it hasn't got much of a budget And then it gets to the end of the credits and they go on for about three minutes because like hundreds of people worked on this. (laughs) If it was just two comedians, if it was just Adam Sandler and Alan Cover and their friend, like they got Jonathan Loughran to film it on his little video (laughs) camera or something, it'd be okay. But they actually did have a fair amount of people working on it. And it it how many of them were just bikini babes <laughs> so many bikini <laughs> quite babes. a few but then it was like script editor it was oh, fuck off there was a yeah, script dubbing uh, manager re-edit and all this stuff all these extra credits and i was just like that none of that shows that there were people working on it 
Yeah, this is pretty much unwatchable. Like, I could not sit through this. Um, it didn't feel like a film. There was points where you couldn't quite understand what someone was saying because the sound work was so bad on it. It is easy for these things to go wrong. We've both tried to make the odd amateur yeah. short film and stuff, and, and they are really hard to do. I think, though, everything we made at uni is better than this. We never made anything longer than, like, 20 minutes, so at least it yeah. wasn't like this. This felt like a day watching it. It felt so long. This was really rough. There's a lot of like really bad voices. And there's Shecky, who's played by Adam Sandler, who kind of looks like he's trying quite hard compared to everyone else, but also is kind of failing. I think he's more watchable than everyone else. He's the second best actor in this film. And I'll get into the best one. <laughs> I think so, I might know who you're saying. Right, is it, Billy are they Zane. the best because they're hard? <laughs> Billy Zane. He's the best. He plays King Neptune. Actually got a chuckle from me in the two scenes he's in because he just really nonchalantly is in the scene and he's like, oh, it's King Neptune. And then I think he inspires him to do stand up or something. He's like, who told you that? And he's like, King Neptune, he's over there. And he was just like stood like slovenly by the ship and he like waved over. That Hmm. got one of my two laughs of the film. And then my other one was also from him. And at the end when he's introducing his daughter, he's like, this is slimy. Oh yeah. (laughs) Back at the reef by nine. I laughed. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) it's really funny I don't think I laughed much in this film there's probably the old time that's the only two times I didn't think Billy Zane was good as uh, (laughs) King Neptune really so one minute he's doing like a Brian Blessed voice and then he goes back into his normal voice it just keeps changing (laughs) I kind of found it endearing I don't know if this film was going for so bad it's good because he's wearing the cheapest costume ever obviously and got this like beard that's falling off on purpose there's like a weird continuity gag running through the end chase scene his shirt. Yeah, Shecky's shirt keeps changing because him and his friend Bob have disagreed on what colour to go with. I kept kind of feeling like they'd accidentally shot it in one shirt, he'd got it wet, couldn't wear it for the rest of it, so they had to swap it, and then they were adding in that that stuff as like a caveat later on during the reshoots for it or something. It was a bit like Mighty Boosh, Monty Python, like, and I'm not saying it's like it, I'm just saying they kind of went for that irreverent, surreal humour sometimes, but it like, failed Like um, Wet Hot American Summer, have you ever seen that? I haven't, no. So that has a lot of continuity errors on purpose and stuff. I feel like maybe them saying that it's no budget at the start and all of these weird little bits of them cutting in and interrupting the action and stuff, maybe they were trying to make it bad on purpose. I think that it's maybe. so bad that it's not good rather than so bad it's good (laughs) again this is why i said i think the cobbler is worse for me is because with that it was adam sandler years into this craft and like supporting actors who've won oscars and stuff and it's so shit yeah there's no excuse for the cobbler this one Mm. i can excuse for being so shit because no one knows what they're doing yeah Um, I read a bit of trivia on this and basically the camera crew forgot to bring the box of lenses to the cruise. So they found out when they were like sailing (sighs) off that the cameraman only had like the wrong lenses. So that's why most of the shots are like out of focus and don't look great. To be fair, like I I was watching on a bit of a small telly and I wasn't really closely analysing, but I didn't think it looked awful. Like it didn't look as bad as I thought it would. It didn't look good. It looked like a TV show. It looked like a TV show and it also looked a lot older than it actually is. I was watching it on a 4K TV, like (laughs) quite a big TV. I think you rented it in HD as well. I wanted it in HD. (laughs) It didn't look high definition. It was, I think it was quite horrible to look at, to be fair. It just felt like watching something on YouTube. So we were talking about the characters and obviously we've spoken about Shecky quite a bit 
None of them are really Not characters. He's one of those where he's like, ah, women can't live with them, can't live without them. Why do women not like me? Yeah, and it doesn't does help same... we get introduced to him by him being like a cartoon in the opening <laughs> credits with these huge teeth. <laughs> that opening credits, mate, that goes on fucking like an hour. Yeah, it went on for ages, didn't it? The setup for this whole film is that there's a general eyeing through porn films, these sleazy, sleazy films. He settles on the one with Adam Sandler on the front. What's the name of it? It's The Unsinkable Shecky Moskowitz. Um, some of the Which other ones... is, that's the original name of the of the film as well, by the way. I found Brilliant. that in the trivia. They didn't even undo that or edit around it. But no. the other ones were like Blondes Prefer, Cucumbers, Rub Me Raw. But anyway, that guy, Paulie off Rocky as yeah. well, if you <laughs> The worst Rocky character. Yeah, he thumbs through them all and then he finds this going overboard and he puts it on. That plays into the climax of the film somehow, Mm -hmm. that he's watching the film and then Miss Australia says that he stinks. So he thinks, I'm going to kill her. So he hires these two terrorists to drive into the boat in the film whilst he's still watching it. I think that is the plot, yeah. I didn't really get it. It has these sort of testimonials cutting in through the whole film of all the beauty Like uh, Jack and Jill and Sandy Wexler again. Yeah, he always does it. 50 First Dates started with it as well, of everyone talking about his character in that. I mean, as bad as this is, you do see quite a lot of his early tropes coming out in it, don't you? Yeah, this Um, one's the worst one, though, because... They're not funny at all, are they? It's not funny. There's one where he goes, now we're going to look at some hot bait. (laughs) And he does this disgusting goblin face. And then it's just panning of women's asses. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. It's surprising. <laughs> the way he acts in this film, it's surprising that he managed to get to be a big comedian who stars in all these it. movies. You'd think he'd have been that. like a Steve-O hosting like weird reality shows on MTV. And Yeah, I did write several times over and over again. How did this guy become a multi-millionaire like film? Yeah. How did this guy nearly win an Oscar last year? <laughs> so let's go into the characters. We tried oh, yeah, yeah, I keep saying. There's the stupid, horrible stand-up comedian. Dicky Diamond, his name is. Dicky diamond what did you think about dicky diamond well he's just shit isn't he so dicky like, diamond's this comedian who makes all these horrible jokes that are things like i fucked fuck an old mom. lady <laughs> weird shit incest jokes and yeah. he's very unlikable i think he's obviously supposed to be but he's also just doesn't seem like a person at the same time yeah i hate in films you know when people are laughing i hate stand-up in films i hate it Funny people, that's shocking, all the stand-up scenes. I hate it. It never feels natural. Uh, even in films that I like, like The Big Sick, that has a big stand-up bit, but I still don't like it. It doesn't feel yeah. right. This has the worst stand-up ever. And what I hate is when people are laughing at jokes that aren't funny because it's meant to be funny and it's, it's bad. His yeah. jokes are fucking terrible. People are just constantly laughing. I'm going to say something a bit nasty now, but God, have you ever seen an uglier film? Like, the people in this look fucking gross. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't want to say it. I think that's the thing of it being low budget. There's a guy... It's so hairy. It's so horrible. Yeah, he's got these weird hairy shoulders. No one in the film, other than obviously they're supposed to be these beauty queens and whatever. The ugliest are the other side character, which is the rock star and his manager. I mean, obviously the manager's meant to be older, but he's played by a young guy. The manager's got like this weird chipped tooth where he's got a small tooth in between his 
two front teeth. And the rock stars got like black teeth. I think they're on top of normal teeth though. I saw a few times you could see oh, like okay. his normal teeth underneath them and there's like these weird black things on top. Was was there a reason for them having like cold sores and maybe it was like a <laughs> reference to you know like Lemmy from Motorhead, who yeah. famously has like those huge, huge like mole wart things Warts, on his face yeah. and still managed to sleep with I think it was like 200 people in a year or something at one point so it might be like a reference to that but he also acts like he has he's just like brain dead from like heroin or something which i guess as well plays into how um a rock star would be perceived but you just don't buy any of it it just seems so fake and none of the characters you you don't like looking at them because their performances are terrible the writing's terrible but they're just gross like there's the bit when he's describing when he used to be a waiter and he gets he used to get all the food under his nails yeah and he does that twice and it's he looks gross and i don't know how much of that was actual makeup and there everyone's like sweaty in this film so sweaty which is weird because it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't look like they filmed it at a good time it looks like so it was cheaper they filmed it off season because every time you actually see the sky and the sea the sea's like green choppy and the sky is like gray Apart from on cutaways when there's like a bird and it's blue. Other than that, the sky's really dark. So I don't I don't get what happened here. Nightmare. Yeah. Like I imagine being in this fucking film set. I don't know how much they'd have paid all those extras. I people. think it was an existing cruise that they somehow wormed their way onto. Ugh, imagine that's, that's what I think coming in. If they'd rented it, when they realized they'd left lenses, they could have turned back. But if it was they'd gone onto this cruise, I did read somewhere that it was an existing cruise that was transporting right. um, the Miss Universe contestants. So they just, I don't know, suckered their way in, make them this film. Yeah. I reckon maybe Miss Australia, because she was like a character to some extent, she had like lines actually on the boat because none of them had lines on the boat did they other than her maybe they managed to like get get her as an actress and just the rest they had to convince then and there we then have his mate his best friend who i guess they are they trying to establish them as a comedy partnership in this film but he's not worked in years like decades i don't think bob Bob, his friend he also plays shecky's mum he plays shecky's mum in a classic man dressed as woman uh dream sequence one of the six dream sequences in the film there's so many dream sequences all right, I'll say now, Adam Sandler's weird ripped in this film. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like fucking six pack, I think, in a few scenes. And like, so we mentioned the Eight Crazy Nights, how uh, his, his animated version of himself had like this ripping bod. Yeah. Which <laughs> made me laugh a lot. Evidently, he must have had it at some I've, point. Do you remember? I think I said, I, I can't remember if it made it into the episode or not, but apparently, how he looked in Eight Crazy Nights was based on like a photo of him when he was younger. He's looking all right. He is looking quite yeah. trim. And I mean, we just said everyone in this film's ugly and gross. That's why he got so, such a good career afterwards. He was the sexy guy from going overboard. Sexy. But his friend, I guess, isn't that bad. Not I thought like he was a charisma, wise, like a bit of a charisma vacuum. He had I don't think he's very watchable. Miss Australia is being kidnapped by some terrorists, and he's like, "Go and save her." And he's like, "Oh, I don't want to die. I'm afraid of death." And like he's just going on like that. It um, really reminded me of like the room. What's the guy called? Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, that guy reminded me of is it Greg Sestero? The you know, yeah, he like plays just the bland, just like a normal guy that looks like he could. He looks like he wanted to get into this or modeling. I think that was what Greg Sestero did. 
and then they're just like shoveled into this film that they don't really seem to feel very comfortable in. I don't know. I think his character was supposed to be a bit of like a sap, wasn't he? And he was supposed to be a bit naive about everything going on around him when it came to like the girls and stuff. He's meant to be like a womanizer. (laughs) But he's just like... But he's like a young boy with like a baby face. Young little boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I did keep writing over and over again. Oh God, so many fucking dreams. This is—is is this a David Lynch film? It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a few like really bizarre moments. But one of the things that really bothered me the most was um, how he never goes overboard. Dicky Diamond does at the end. Dicky Diamond does right at the end. But I thought the film was going to be him going overboard and then like a castaway kind of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved like, that. <laughs> why would he have met fucking Neptune? As soon as I read Neptune, I was like, right, well, he's he's obviously lost at sea. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Odyssey. It would have been better if it was all about him um, hallucinating all those dream sequences while exactly. he's on like a raft with a with like uh, Life of Pi, like the tiger. Yeah, exactly. It would have been much better. <laughs> Don't look at me, tiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love the life terrible. of Shucky. <laughs> the life of Shucky. <laughs> and then the reality is that he ate his mate. <laughs> <laughs> he ate Bob, Bob right at the start. Bob. He ate Dickie, Dickie Diamond, killed his mum. So he oh. ate him. <laughs> they obviously had access to like some old sound machine that had all these crap sound effects on it. <laughs> There's loads of like Looney Tunes style like twangs and stuff like boing. People like bite and stuff like the first moment I noticed it was quite early when the rock star character appears. Him and this girl who's like a groupie or something, they start kissing. They're that's, like licking each other's mouth. That's horrible. And they, it adds this horrible sound effect that's like... is really that's disgusting. Yeah, I think that's kind of what made me think this was like a, an Eraserhead style art house yeah. nightmare. <laughs> <But> <laughs> a surreal dream. Just shit. It is just so shit. What did you think of the terrorists? They were easily the worst part of the film. The worst part. They're basically film. these mad pirate henchmen, terrorist stereotypes. I don't know where they're supposed to be from, but they're doing these horrible sort of fake Mexican kind of accents, maybe. And it cuts to them way too many times. Their journey from the general guy to the ship. You see Transcending them... the fourth wall. It's just shit stuff like them fighting over sausages. Both basically trying to like rape Miss Australia, I guess, on the boat. They're like really clawing at her and they're going to throw her overboard or whatever, I guess. They're just unwatchable, aren't they, really? They are fucking dreadful. First of all, you can barely hear what they're saying Mm -hmm. because they are. The sound levels are really off, aren't they? The sound levels are off. They're doing a really racist, stereotype fucking voice. You don't understand what they're saying. They're not saying jokes they're just shit mm-hmm. and then they they make up this climax where and i'm gonna say on average i'm not i didn't measure but i think adam sandler bob and miss australia are running around the boat being chased by them for about an hour <laughs> <laughs> felt like it it you definitely does and running. it's the same shot and the same corridor and i feel like they just flipped the camera yeah they definitely do because it's like, like the same thing over and over and it's never funny and mm. shecky's shirt just keeps changing that's supposed to be the joke i guess those kind of like oh this is the joke like there's a boxing match and then the referee is a dwarf that's the joke <laughs> i was exhausted i was watching this with my notepad in my hand it's the it's the most notes i've made but i'm looking at them and i just don't want to even talk about any of them yeah me too i'm going through it. it's so boring it looks like it's filmed on a fucking potato this is the stretched out fucking shit walter mitty <laughs> 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 it's all that stupid based around dreams that oh, was shit I'm as well oh do you not like what me no 
Everyone fucking hates that film. That film's yeah, actually it was all shit. Right. It's, it's so good. crap. But he's better than this. <laughs> yeah, it's better than this. There's a line in this film as well that I've written down some of the quotes basically because I found some of them really relatable. I agreed with what they were saying. Shecky keeps on having these like identity crisis when he's worried about not being a good comedian. And he says things like, this isn't funny. That was one of them. <laughs> he says, am I at all good looking? And I thought, not bad, but I don't really want to look at you right now. <laughs> with his top with his top off. Ooh yeah. la la. <laughs> with his Davy body. <laughs> he says, women don't like me and I'm not funny. And I started <laughs> yeah. to think, yeah, maybe you're not. When Dickie nearly dies, someone says, who's going to make us laugh now? I just thought to myself, I've forgotten what it's like to laugh. <laughs> That's how sad I felt. He says, I can't sleep, I'm too depressed. Is it's... that the bit when he's trying to go to sleep and it's obviously the fucking middle of the day and he's yeah. acting like it's nighttime? I hated that fucking scene. And everyone around him's like kissing. <laughs> I guess that was funny. <laughs> he says at one point, This isn't going too well. It's all the same thing. Basically, he just keeps Cry complaining that things aren't funny and it just makes yeah. you think, Neither is this film. I have no idea what makes people laugh, is the one that I wrote down and I was like, Yeah. And what was his, his big joke in his stand up set? I can't fucking remember. Two um, thugs are mugging an old lady and then she's like, help me. And then he says, oh, have you tried putting butter on her finger? Oh, yeah. Does it twice. That's how proud he is of that joke, which is not even good. If I'm honest, I kind of gave up writing notes around the last half hour. If I put my notepad down, I would have just had my phone in my hand and I wouldn't have been watching this at all. It hasn't helped, though, because I still feel like I haven't got anything to talk about with it, really. Oh, there's a bit when Shecky gets to do a gig because they think that the comedian's died. He's just trapped in the toilet. Yeah, which we get to see about seven times of him just struggling to unlock a door. And you can see the lock as well. And he never tries once to unlock it by using the lock. Shecky's gig goes really bad because he's, he's telling these jokes that aren't very funny. And they all kick him off so that croaker the rock star can perform and then there's a five minute performance of the worst song that i've ever heard and you just can't (laughs) understand anything he's saying he's going like that was something that happened quite a bit in the 80s so have you ever seen the young ones the tv show no i've never really watched it it's my one of my mum's i think my mum's favorite tv show ever like she loves it and i i do really like it but there is there's like skits that happen in the program that aren't that good uh there's a comedian who always comes on alexi sale and he's not funny and every episode is like there's just a full musical performance from a band at the times like the university challenge episode which is probably the best one it has a full motorhead performing um them just performing ace of spades in its entirety Mm. in the middle of the episode reminded me of this except that's ace of spades with lemmy and motorhead yeah that's actually good good they have like a few like come on they have come on eileen by dexter midnight runners and, and a few of us this is a fucking... I, don't, I didn't even realise he was a real musician. The is he worst a... song. I don't know. But, like, why would they have... I hope not, because that sounded horrendous. And Do I you remember what... This guy his... is making me feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> There's the unusual cameo that appears, uh, which is Billy Bob Thornton. Why he's is not he in, in any more of the film, is he? <laughs> but he's credited on the poster. Yeah. And he's in it for two seconds. He plays he, uh, Dave, the heckling construction worker. I construct buildings. What else would I construct? That's his only line, I think. <laughs> I, I think he was my favourite character. I thought he is, he's the best one. <laughs> he's the only one that makes any sense in this film. If we go in hierarchy, it's obviously Neptune. Number one, I want to see a full Billy Zane Neptune <laughs> film. I think it'd be quite... Merman. It's, it's like quite hammy and stupid, and he obviously doing it as a joke. Yeah, and he I seems thought, at least like he's in on it. Then mm-hmm. Billy Bob, 
then Adam Sandler. No, Adam Sandler's all the way down here, and then everyone else. Yeah. And then right at the bottom are the two terrorists who are mm-hmm. fucking worse. I hope they've never worked again. There's just loads of these shit dream sequences, as we've mentioned. One that we didn't mention is one where he is just uncomfortably kissing a woman on a beach for Ages. about three or four minutes. It feels like a softcore porn film. I feel like this might have been pitched as a softcore porn film. That might have yeah. been how they got budget because why else would they have loads of bikini babes well, two of the other names for it in germany it was called adam sandler's love boat <laughs> and the script was called babes ahoy <laughs> so they I both hate... sound a bit like porn kind of film especially from that time don't you find it weird whenever you watch a comedy from like the 80s they're always in the middle there's like a naked or half naked woman every single time for no reason in like all like the national lampoon films like a naked woman like falls out of a window and stuff like that so pervy and gross yeah it's just chevy chase like trying it on with another woman but you could imagine this film couldn't you with those horrible posters of like adam sandler and then the women like bending over in the background that we spoke about in the intro yeah you could just imagine that film on a you know those old cardboard vhs covers for like really cheap films or for like when you like record your own vhs's yeah. you can imagine that being in like a petrol station in you know in like a little ship bucket 100 percent. we spoke about the music already with croker's terrible performance i don't know if you noticed this but when a few of the songs were playing i was thinking that voice sounds a bit familiar Adam Sandler sings three songs on the soundtrack for some reason. Okay, I'm really glad because I thought I was just losing my fucking mind. Yeah. Is that Adam Sandler? He sings a cover of Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. You know that one? I feel like that song's in every one of his films as well. (laughs) It's in like Grown Ups and and here he is fucking singing it. (laughs) (laughs) What is with him and he's fucking singing? I don't know. I really don't get it. Is there like a soundtrack album? Do you think it's a licensing thing that they couldn't use the real version? So they were like, we'll get Adam Sandler to do like a slightly off-key version of it. I do wonder though how much of it is just self-indulgence. He he loves singing. Like I think he just loves it. As soon as his career started getting off the ground, his two biggest films at the time. One, he's a sports star. One, he's a musician. I feel like they're like two of his like almost career goals. The last thing I was thinking is that there's like the last dream sequence. I think it is where he gets advice from a comedy hero of his called Milton Burroughs. Is that a real comedian? Honestly, I didn't even write notes for that scene. I forgot it existed. I'm looking at it now. He does exist. Milton, Milton Burroughs. There's a laugh track when he speaks, this guy. He says things like, oh, kid, you better sit down. And then a laugh track plays like, ha, 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 Yeah. He... It's a horrible scene. He gives him Hang some on. really weird, like, shit advice, like, to make jokes about someone being ugly and their eyes having an argument or something like that. The last acting role was in the Keenan and Kel special, Two Heads Are Better Than None. <laughs> That's his last acting role. It was him, and he was okay. uncredited. I guess he was like a... He's in the Muppet movie. It's <laughs> he so just... sad for this guy. Why is he in this film? He was in uh, Batman the TV series uh, as Louis the Lilac. He had a TV show called The Milton Burl Show. He was one of those, that era of yeah. like older comedian, whatever. For me, it felt out of place in a film from it's the gross. 80s, watching it from that perspective. But watching it now as well, it was just like these jokes are so Christmas cracker style jokes. Yeah. If you went to see a stand-up comedian and they started telling jokes about like your mother-in-law's eyes or something like that, I think you'd be <sighs> a bit like, what is this? I hate that whole era of comedy. It's just mm. fucking nightmare. It all felt think- a bit weak. Comedy just dates so badly. 
We need to sound the scale. To our scale. So I managed to get a bingo in the sound of scale 29 minutes in. My sure. line was maniac villain, so Dickie Diamond. He just talks about like maniac. fucking his nan. Sandler Scream, he had a dream sequence that was a nightmare where he was in a straight jacket and Dickie Diamond, the maniac villain, was performing comedy at him. He was like screaming in that jacket. That happens. And then there's uh, his head, ex- his eyes explode in like a yeah. weird animation. That was good. Weird. <laughs> was it? <laughs> No, <laughs> um, there's a joke in that scene where Shecky says, I'm in a straight jacket, and then Dickie Diamond goes, Oh, a, sh- a straight jacket, uh, ooh, uh, more like a, a homo jacket. Oh, does he? Then I've got uh, an extra on my son scale to catch yeah. that. Thanks, mate. That's all right. And I also had misogyny, which happened pretty early. The whole on. film, the whole, whole film, film, yeah. But I got the whole it from... film is just an excuse for them to film women in bikinis. I got it from um, Blondes Prefer Cucumbers on the name of the porn films. I thought, yeah, there we go. Also had fart when Dicky Diamond made a fart noise. Shit, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. There was gibberish when he said uh, they were singing a song so that Shecky could get confidence, and he said ski ski do dee do dee do. That's gibberish to me. And for urine, uh, he told a joke about pissing. It was something like. What's the same when a, a girl pees and she's an eight? And he was like, urinate. You're, you're an eight, urinate. So that was a urine. I didn't get a bald joke. A film about comedians when there's bald people in it and there wasn't a single bald joke. Weed. There was. I don't think there was any weed. I did have tonal shift. I didn't tick it, but thinking about it now, there was like six different dream uh, yeah, sequences. Definitely. So there was probably a lot of tonal shifts. I think the moment when he sends it, they send a terrorist to kill the people in the film. It was a bit of a tonal shift. I don't know. You did very well this week. I did fucking shit. I got three. I got poo. I don't remember when. Uh, I think there was like bird shit or something. Yeah, bird shit's in a cup and then someone drinks it. Whatever. Then there's homophobia, the thing that you just said. That I didn't yep. pick up on. And then an outdated reference, just the whole fucking mm. film. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I didn't get McDonald's. Uh, or fast food. It has to be specifically McDonald's, uh, fast food, whatever. Didn't get it. Yeah. Somehow I didn't get an opens with flashback, even though the whole film is like flashback dreams. Unless we count the whole thing as a flashback. If if it's been recorded but, and released so that that guy can watch it. It takes place. It's like fucking Tenet. It's so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but he influences the outcome of the film by sending ter- terrorists into it. Like, whatever. There's no sports team cap. He's wearing a cap, but it's not a sports team one. There's no cross eyes. Oh, yes, there are. When? There's loads of bits where he does cross eyes and he looks at the camera and goes like, ooh, let's see some beautiful women. (laughs) There's like six. (laughs) All right, okay, I got that as well. (laughs) There's no joke. Maybe there is, mate. You watched watched this a lot closer than I did. I told you, I had to pay attention. Joke about being illiterate? I don't think there were one. And then the last one I didn't get was Jonathan Loughran. But we do get Alan Covert, which we didn't talk about. Yes. Little baby-faced Alan. (laughs) He's very uh, serious a, in this. Very serious. Maybe his best role? Slim Pickens, mate. <laughs> he's up there with like the better people in this just because he's hardly in it. And when he is, he just says, oh, yeah, you're you're quite funny. That guy's a hack. This film fucking blew. I hated it. It sucked. Uh, so every week we decide if we're going to throw this in the fucking Sandler Castle where it will be celebrated and it'll cruise around the uh, Mediterranean with lots of bodacious babes getting <laughs> hijinks in the fucking... <laughs> Son, or will it fucking drown in the horrible dreaded Sandler pit where it will go down like this or whatever the guy does at the end of the film I don't care oh yeah he's no um, finger 
I'm getting, mate, I'm getting fucking depressed with how bad these films recently have been. I need something good. Okay. Yeah, we need something really good, don't we? <laughs> so, Luke Terry, will you be putting this in the pit or the castle? In this film, they documented King Neptune of the Seven Seas leaving his underwater castle to go to the boat, whatever this boat's called, Adam Sandler's love boat, <laughs> love boat. as a charitable visit. I think this film, before we even watched it, it was already in the pit on a VHS, and I think that's where that colonel sat watching it. This film... That is the pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's where he is sat, with his knife, and he sweat. Terrorists. <laughs> yeah, I think this film is just the epitome of a pit film. It's just terrible. Adam Sandler's in it. He's trying, I think. This film might have been his CV. This might have been what got him onto SNL somehow. I think he was too busy doing ab crunches <laughs> and revising his lights. Should have spent less time on his body and more time on the script for this. Yeah, thank God he did that for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing about this film that's notable is that maybe this is his learning curve, you know? This is the one film he did, and then afterwards he had a slew of pretty good films. The nearest films to this um, would be like Billy Madison and um, yeah. Happy Gilmore. And, you missed you know, some Coneheads, mate. And Coneheads. Shakes the Cloud. <laughs> the big one. I hope that he learned from this film. I think I think that probably found out what not to do quite often, though he might be forgetting that again in recent years. Yeah, I can't see this film going anywhere other than the pit. Yeah, same for, well, I'm going fucking diving, first of all. I'm swimming mm-hmm. down. I'm going, obviously, this is right at the fucking depths, right next to the cobbler. I'm, I'm in my little scuba suit. I go into the video and I go right into the film negatives and I just pull out all the uh, all the Neptune scenes. <laughs> I put them in my pocket and I like hide them by the door of the castle. Sadly, <laughs> they've been ruined, though, because they're not waterproof. <laughs> uh, fine. Yeah, this is one of the worst films I've ever seen. I think I, I would mean, say it is the worst. The worst maybe, film I've seen. I mean, in my whole life yeah yeah no me too it's not as bad as some of his films because this one no one could help how bad it is yeah but it is shocking i think objectively objectively it is the worst and it's aggressively boring really hard to sit through Um, it's not it's not a fun bad film watch it's not the room it's not you know like a sharknado-y type whether you think they're so bad they're good it's not that sort of film yeah i wouldn't recommend even watching this with friends to take the piss out of it because it's too boring with bad films as well because i do love watching bad films i can't abide bad comedies that's where i draw the line that's when they're not that bad they're funny because they're trying this was like it knew it was never going to be funny but also still struggled to even show that i feel like it kept leaning on the fact that it was like mentioning that it was bad yeah but it it didn't work it's like someone self-deprecating themselves so they look better a person like oh i'm probably going to fail this exam when they get all a's except this is the fucking the stupidest person yeah. saying that and then they do fail mm-hmm. and it's just embarrassing like we, we used to do a thing to... when i was in school and we used to have to make films we would do always do a horror film and be like let's just make it a handheld film you know like cloverfield yeah, yeah. or blair witch just because we knew our camera work wasn't going to be good and we were using like cheap cameras anyway and we sort of did that as like our get out of jail card but then still did the handheld stuff badly and that's basically what this does but with comedy it's like less reference that we're shit i think maybe it makes it worse than yeah. them saying how bad they are over and over mm-hmm. again massively in the pit for me barely anything redeeming i think uh, there's a lot of excuses for this one that i get what you mean about the cobbler and some of the other ones being worse films on a whole because they have like backing behind them and this has I, hasn't got any actually any hope in right. hell. 
I think if someone had a gun to my head and said, you have to watch either The Cobbler or Going Overboard right now, I'd watch The Cobbler again. Yeah. Fine. This is the worst one we've seen. I can yeah. agree on that. Let's stop talking about Going Overboard now. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to cheer you up with a Sandler game. The best titled Sandler game ever, I think. Go on then. It's called I Don't Know Him From Adam, the game. <laughs> it's really not really good. that good of a name. That's good. I like that. I like that. Well done. Basically, the rules of this game, it's basically like your How Covert is Covert. But instead, <laughs> I'm going to tell you character names and you're going to tell me who the actor is. I think that the first ones are the hardest. So I'm going from are hardest all, to are, easier. Are they all Adams? No, they're not. <laughs> they're, oh. all, they're all Happy Madison guys. Oh, okay. Are you ready for the first one? Yeah. First one, Griffin. Griffin? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a newer one? Uh, newish. newish. We've not watched it for the pit. We haven't watched it. Oh, no, but I know we haven't seen watched it. it for the pit. But you know, I've seen it. I think it's Grown Ups Two. It's not. Uh, it's not oh, it's from not. Grown Ups Two. I was going to say, is it um, one that you like? <laughs> What's his name? Tim Meadows. No, the, no, not Tim Meadows. We both love him. The bloody, the bloody one of Blades of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Swanson. <laughs> Nick Swanson. Is it no, Nick it's Swanson? Not Nick Swanson. I'm afraid. Oh. Right. Next one. General George Custer. Oh, a general. I think that's Jonathan Loughran. It's not Jonathan Loughran, I'm afraid. It's the next one. This is the third third name. Marcus Higgins. He played General Custer. He played that Higgins. Uh, this is one we've watched. Peter Dante. No, it wasn't Peter Dante. Right, the fourth role of this person. Transvestite groupie. <sighs> I don't think, I can't remember what film this was, but I don't think we've watched it. I don't know why I threw it in there. Have I said Alan Covert? It's not Alan Covert, I'm afraid. All right, final one. I think you should get it from this. Monica. Oh, fuck. Is that David fucking Spade. It's David Spade. <laughs> in uh, his best role in Jack and Jill. So, so far you've got five points and the aim of this game is to have the lowest points possible. Oh. You get a point for every name that I delete. All right, so this is another person. First role, Walter Lambert. Walter Lambert. Oh, I know that. I know that name. Oh my god, have we seen this, haven't we? I think so. Uh is this Steve Buscemi? It is. <laughs> yes. Only one what? point added for that. What was the what the Lambert in? Hubie Halloween. Yes, he was the guy with the grave. The werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> the next one was Jimmy. I think that was from The Cobbler. Danny McGrath, which was I think that was from Wedding Singer. I should have probably put that one first, less obvious. Then Wiley, which was his character in Grown Ups. And then the easy one was Crazy Eyes from Mr. Deeds. Yeah, I think I'd have definitely got it from Wiley, but not the other the other two before oh, I didn't realise. I should have known. Hubie is your favourite film. Hubie's so. my favourite. I've got the big <laughs> Hubie Halloween tattoo of uh, Mr. Lambert. <laughs> Mr. Lambert, Mr. Lambert. <laughs> Next Happy Madison troop member. Tracy Phillips. Oh, Tracy Phillips. Um, Peter Dante it wasn't Peter Dante great looking flight attendant <laughs> right uh, can I ask if this is a man or a woman you can't ask I'm afraid Jackie Sandler it is Jackie Sandler correct come on <laughs> <laughs> and the one woman that's in these films yeah there's no other woman yeah I know <laughs> no one else so far you've got eight <laughs> points out of three actors that's really good okay next one Ted Rafferty this is uh, one of the lawyers in Big Daddy, I think. Ted Rafferty is played by Peter Dante. It's not Peter Dante. Second name is Sergeant Steve Downey. Sergeant Steve Downey is Jonathan Loughran. It's not, or I'm Loughran. afraid. Damn it. Third one is Larry Valentine. 
Isn't this the fucking guy from Wedding Singer played by John Lovitz? It's not, I'm afraid. The fourth okay. one is Otis the Cow. It's Kevin James. <laughs> it is Kevin James. Right, I'm looking a few things to quickly say about Barnyard, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he a fucking cow? <laughs> he has these disgusting udders. Have you ever seen that film? No, I had the game this. on PS2, though. We should play the game for PS2 and watch it, because it's got the most emotional death scene I've ever seen. It makes me cry every time. I've seen it like five Sounds times. Good. It's a brilliant film. I can't wait to do it for this. Good work. you got Kevin James. The last name would have been Paul Blart. One of those was from Chuck and Larry. Larry Valentine. Ah, Chuck and of Larry. course. Sergeant Downey is from Hubie Halloween. That's his police officer. Ted Rafferty. I can't remember what that was from. Oh, it was from Sandy Wexler when he was a ventriloquist. All right. All right. Nick Spitz. I know this one. I've heard that name before. Uh, I feel like this is Alan Covert. It's not Alan Covert. Right. Second name, Donnie. I really know this. We've watched this one, haven't we? Uh, Yeah. Not for the podcast, Uh, though, I don't think. And it's not Steve. Oh, the only ones we've not seen for this podcast are That's My Boy and Grown Ups 2 that we've seen. And another one. And fucking Zohan. And another one. And another one, fuck. What was the other one? Fucking Andy Gilmore. Andy Gil- fuck. Donnie. No, can't remember. Um, right. I, hang on, let me have a guess, though. Uh, Peter Dante. It's not Peter Dante. Lenny Fidder. I know this one, man. Lenny Fidder. Is this Adam Sandler? It is. There we go. Right, fuck. So Lenny Fedder's him in Grown Ups. Grown Ups, yeah. Donnie is That's My Boy. And Nick Spitz, that was for a murder mystery, which you've oh. seen. You should have known it. I know. I'm the, I'm the number one fucking murder <laughs> mystery fan, fan of that one. So the next one would have been George Simmons. That's the guy in Funny People, right? Yep. Uh, Max Simkin. Fuck. Um, I can't remember. The Cobbler. Oh, that's why. Then Henry Roth was the next Henry one. Henry Roth is the, uh, is the awful bastard from fucking Click, right? No, that's Michael Newman. That's What's Michael going on Newman. With you? Oh no, I think I would have fucking stroke. I purposely didn't put Michael Newman on this because we say it every week. Henry Roth was 50 first dates. 50 first dates, yeah, he's yeah. a good one. He's the good one. Barry Egan was the last one. Wedding singer, right? What's wrong with my brain? Punch Trunk Love. Punch Trunk, my Jesus, mate, I think you've gone overboard. This film actually fucking broke my brain. I, I was just so angry after I watched it. I just sat there for ages. <laughs> I had to put Seinfeld on so I remembered what it felt like to laugh again. First one, Gary Rogers. I feel like, is this a big daddy lawyer? Peter Dante. Nope. Todd. Uh, Jonathan Loughran. Not Jonathan Loughran, I'm afraid. This third one, Engineer. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, Alan Covert. It's not Alan Covert, I'm afraid. Oh. Right, the last one. This is Bed Bath and Beyond guy. Nick Swardson. It's Nick Swardson. My favourite. <laughs> You're currently at 19 points. This isn't good. How many points to pass? 20. Oh fuck off! So I'm going <laughs> to get this next one right. So it's Nick Swardson. Many... He was Bed Bath and Beyond guy in Click. Engineer in Bedtime Stories. He was going to blow up the school. Todd in. I think that was Jack and Jill, but I can't remember. And I don't know who Gary Rogers is. Brilliant. <laughs> oh no, Gary Rogers Thank was you. his. He's stunt driver in Sandy Wexler. This is the last person. <laughs> oh, got to get it in one. <laughs> yep. Rob Hillard. I ain't getting this one in one. Is this a big daddy lawyer? It's a big daddy lawyer. That means I've got a choice between three. And I am going to say, because it doesn't sound like the Alan Covert one, which I did recently. I did the Jonathan Loughran one. That doesn't sound familiar. I'm going to say it's Peter Dante. It's not. <laughs> oh, God. It's not even him, big daddy. 
Why did you do the face? <laughs> I'm not giving you hints. Chris Tarrant didn't do hints on who wants to be a millionaire, did he? Oh, I didn't realise you were fucking Chris Tarrant, mate. Well, everyone's got to start somewhere. Have you seen Going Overboard? Is this your showreel to get into this is becoming the, a quizmaster? The new Noel Edmonds. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see it. Second one, Richie Hartman. Sean Lovitz. It's not, I'm afraid. Third one, Nazo. Is this Rob Schneider? It is Mr. Rob Schneider. Motherfucker. <laughs> Once again. He wasn't a lawyer, but he did. Day. He wasn't a lawyer, but he did take the stand in Big Daddy. <laughs> Richie Hartman was the killer that they were all looking for in Hubie Halloween. Rob Hillard was um, obviously his own name, Rob, when he was in Grown Ups. The other Rob Schneider options were Farouz, Sandy Wexler. Do you remember that? You would get it just from it being yes. a foreign name, wouldn't you? It's horrible. You, I yeah, I'd have got it from the, the foreign sounding name. And then Ula. Which was his character in Ula. Fifty First Dates. First Dates. I'd have definitely got it from that. I um, think you did all right, actually. I think you got twenty-two points. I think you. <sighs> I think you passed. I started badly. I got a bit better, then I immediately did bad again. I think there's the odd one when you struggled, but it was the it's the Sandy Wexler arc. Started yeah. bad, got a bit better, really went bad at the end. One of the few films that's only good in the middle. <laughs> it's it only starts... good in the middle with the fucking triangle bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was I don't know him from Adam. I love bad game. I mean, it should have just been different Adams. Yeah, but, maybe um, next time. What are we watching well. next week? <sighs> what good film have we got lined up to wash going over so next out week? Of our mouths? Next week, in celebration of Valentine's Day, the most romantic day of the year, we are going to be watching Blended, which is the uh, quite recent, I think, 2013 rom-com with... Adam was Sandler. seven years ago, so not that recent. More recent than his other rom-coms with going Drew Barrymore. Overboard. More recently going overboard. So it's with him and Drew Barrymore, which we've already covered with The Wedding Singer and Fifty First Dates. I think is probably his best romantic interest in any of these films. Yeah. Um, have you seen Blended? I have seen Blended. I watched it close to when it first came out, I think. I think I watched it like on an airplane while I was on holiday or something like that. So I didn't play, pay massively close attention. The only thing I can remember is this weird sequence where I think they uh, have a race where they're all riding ostriches. So <sighs> I know that's what we've set, got to look forward to. Is set it, in an I think African it might be like country. Jamaica. Have a look. I think it's... An African country, because I think I did see an article saying how terrible the depiction of Africa is, isn't it? Which doesn't fill me with confidence. They both end up in an African safari resort. So it's just Africa. <laughs> just the, the that whole classic of that country massive, of Africa. That classic country. <laughs> that is lazy, isn't it? See, it's the equivalent of saying, oh, I've gone to uh, Europe. Europe. In fact, Americans do that as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Let's get into that <laughs> next week. I've never seen it. I'm quite excited. It's like the Dark Knight trilogy. Batman Begins, very good. Wedding Singer, yeah. Fifty First Dates, absolute classic. Maybe the best of its genre in Adam Sandler terms anyway. <laughs> That's what the Dark Knight was. And now and are we going to be disappointed gonna... by the Dark Knight Rises? Gonna, Blended. We're going to pull up our broken back and the way we're going to fix it is just getting punched repeatedly in our broken <laughs> spine and then coming back and having a fight. If Shecky appeared wearing a Bane mask like, your punishment must be more severe. Severe? <laughs> Doing that. All these babes. <laughs> now time to watch some babes. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to thesandlerpit at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can also visit our social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at The Sandler Pit. Just as a way of saying thank you for us sitting through this film and you not having to just by listening to this episode, I'd say the only way to repay us is to leave us five stars on Apple podcast reviews. Yeah, please. I think that's I mean, fair. Thank you to Joe you. Tyrone for the music. Thank you, as always, uh, to Luke Terry for editing these nightmare episodes. Thank you to Luke Thomas for the drawings that he does over at Draw G's. Check those oh, out cheers. on Instagram can't wait to fucking do one for going overboard yeah come back next week and find out what we thought of blended uh, and until then it was a sandler buy from me and a sandler buy from him babes ahoy <laughs> adam sandler is a cruise ship waiter fishing for laughs all my life i just wanted to get on stage and make people laugh